Hello, everybody. Welcome back to D&D 404. I am your DM, Tony. And joined with me today are the other three gym leaders in my region. Fellas, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, starting with the electrifying Jared. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that type. What's going on, guys? Armos checking in with gym type. I would have to go, you know, ghost. I'm a big, big ghost guy. I would have oh. to go with that. Definitely. I mean, big surprise. I know. Sad. But is it dark? I, no, it's grass ghost. I'm looking at all the types right now. Uh, <laughs> no, it's ghost oh, type. No, he's he's right. Yeah, just, just ghost, ghost type. Yeah, okay. just ghost type. Yeah. I gotta say, I think uh, that was one of my uh, least favorite ones, but it was still most memorable. Uh, Alec. Oh, yeah. My turn. Uh, my name is Alec. I play Drell of the Ashborn, and um, I would say my gym type would have to be just fire, just a straight up fire gem. I, I like fire Pokemon. I've mm-hmm. always liked fire Pokemon. It's my favorite type. And yeah. If you had a second option, what would it be? Ice, which is weird mm. because it's like, mm. and there's very few like actual like fire ice gems, but or Pokemon, I mean. But. I'm trying to narrow it down because if you're a fire nice, what Pokemon would you be? But all right, Dan. Uh, <laughs> I'm Dan. I play Minus Pebble Walker. You are a tiny little swarm keeper ranger. And uh, if you're wondering why I was being so coy with Jared, it's because he did, in fact, steal mine right off Woo! the bat. <laughs> so I'm going to go grass. I'm just going to go grass after that. Oh, is that because of Minus? Yeah, yeah, it's because of Minus. Uh, I also like Earth and like Avatar, you know. Yeah, why wouldn't you go rock? Thing. Yeah, why wouldn't you go rock or ground, bud? Wow. Yeah, ground type. Rock so type. thinking a minute, that's poser. Close. That's yeah, going dude. on. Oh here. my goodness! <laughs> I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm Earth or <laughs> I got something in my throat. Uh, it's called shame. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Look at the kid who didn't have a Game Boy. Shame him. I dressed up as Gengar for Halloween. No, I dressed up as Zubat. I think it was. I'm gonna have to go find the photo. Last year, right? I dressed up as Zubat, and my mom made me, like, stitched me a homemade Zubat costume when I was younger. I'm gonna have to dig up that photo <laughs> I, and put it in the, in the I think you showed me that. It's amazing. It's pretty fucking tight. I want to see I'll that. find it. I'll find it. Awesome. Now, how about we disappear on over to that rundown? <laughs> who's, who's doing it today? Oh, yeah, it's my turn. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, listen up. All right. This is pretty important also pretty cool we went ahead and we leveled up on spotify so now what we can do with each episode we can do a q and a so pretty much what we're going to be doing is as we're posting these episodes we'll be asking you guys questions and the coolest part is you guys actually get to go onto spotify and reply to those questions on the spotify app so we actually already went ahead and we did one for the very first episode ever dropped. And we have done one, I think, for the last three, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. We've had it on the last couple episodes. Yeah, last couple of episodes as well. Um, so, yeah, go ahead. Check them out. Feel free to reply. Uh, we think it's pretty cool. And it also gives us a lot more traction and interaction on Spotify, which will help push the podcast in general. So we appreciate it. Yeah, and you can do it on every episode. So make sure you go back to every single episode and leave one comment per episode on every one. <laughs> I, I don't think that's how that works unless there's a question prompted for that episode. <laughs> yeah, it's Spotify only auto-generated the last, I think, 10. But we can go back. We can go back and put questions there. Thanks for giving me homework, Daniel. I appreciate it. Thank you. Woo! 
That's what I'm here for. Yeah. We also have a uh, update to our PO box, I believe. Yes, we do. Uh, our PO box got updated. Company moved. Uh, let me get it. It's right here. It's in, I'm in this little piece of paper. Hold on. Hold on. Got it right here. Uh, so the new PO box is 663 North 132nd Street, box 122, Omaha, Nebraska. 68154. But if you're ever in question of what is the current P.O. box, make sure to click the links down below and uh, they will lead you to where uh, the current information is. Just but, in case it gets closed again. <laughs> yeah, in case uh, yeah, it moves or whatever. But yeah, the site, they consolidated the stores. So we had to uh, had to do a little switcheroo. But if it got sent within the past couple of weeks from when people are probably hearing this since we're recording this pretty early, early on, it will the packages will still find us. Yeah. And uh, the reason we mentioned is because we, uh, we got some stuff. Uh, we got some uh, cool stuff from a fan and we're going to open it up at the end of the episode. So make sure you stay to the end of the episode to see what we got. <gasps> got presents. Without further ado, Tony, how about you roll us into that recap? All right. We're going to roll for the recap where we roll a giant half eaten by my bunnies uh, D4. And whoever it lands on, will have to do the recap for the last session. One being me. Two being Alec, Dan. <laughs> Alec. <laughs> oh my Alec. God. Alec. Three being Dan. And four being. Yes. Jerry. You don't write our names on it. <laughs> I do. I never, I never Just remember. Just Just get a Was I right? Was I right? I, I always forget. I don't know you why. Got there. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, you, you know what? Flawless. <laughs> you, you did it. Did it real well. We're going to go ahead and give a try. Yay. I knew it! I knew it! I knew it! It is a four. Before it was even released! (laughs) Which is funny, it's the Uh, only side that isn't eaten. I don't even remember what happened last time. Okay, um... (laughs) That's gonna make it even better. We wake up, Minute screaming, Nothic there, fight ensues, Nothic ends up getting away from uh, good old Menace with his good and evil. Yeah, I couldn't find it. Which was weird. Nowhere to be found. Very weird, but we'll get back to that here in a second. We travel to Lord Baron's Divider, end up going with Kemi Joe and Line. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Oh, <laughs> Artemis. The security Kemi guard. Joe and Artemis. Artemis. There it is. <laughs> Line. <laughs> Line. <laughs> <laughs> we end up going going in, splitting ways with them. We end up getting a sit-down with Lord Baron, and the Lord Dump episode ensues. Yeah, we completed a lot of quests, and it was just, oh, you have this, oh, you have this, just to give you a few things. My iron flask, gone. So sad. Blood shard bag, gone. Very sad. We got to keep the bag, though. We got to keep the bag. Uh, they let us know some, like, important details of things that are going on. Armos was enlightened that the Nothic that we fought earlier is actually probably following us because of a certain gem that he has. That was very enlightening. Armos felt like he was getting attacked the entire episode, but it's okay. It's okay. It worked out. He's He's got a steady supply. He's got a, he's got a man on the inside now that's uh, getting <laughs> blood shards. A supplier, if you will. <laughs> but then after that, uh, Lord Baron basically wrote us a blank check after turning in all these things. And... We ended the episode on that note. Woo. On that cue, cue the intro. After deciding to go to the Kabuki Isles. Oh yeah, 
forgot about that. <laughs> Where the rest of the arc is going to take us. But we're still at Lord Baron's Devire. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. The three of you have woken up and finished your morning routines a bit earlier than you normally do. Before the sun even rose, the rustle and bustle of workers and scientists within Lord Baron's keep were already hard at work. Throughout the night, you even heard the occasional glass shattering or the anvil hammering. Loud and echoey bangs awaken you at first light. We begin today's session at the gates of the keep at dawn. Standing at the gate, at the top of the staircase leading into Lord Baron's divider, is the three of you and Nihilus and Mullet, who are Lord Baron's advisors. And they were there briefly right after the three of you talked with Lord Baron, and they escorted you out throughout the night. They brought you to rooms and they took your requests. Last session, I asked the three of you to send me um, requests that you may want for your characters. Uh, whether it be upgrades, knowledge, or perhaps even new items. Um, since you were spending the night at the hub of magic and scientific advancement, this would be a good opportunity to, you know, ask for stuff that you may want, that you may want for a long time, but just never found. Nihilus and Mulan are standing at the top of the steps with you, and they are both half-elves, um, and they are Lord Baron's direct advisors. They look like brother and sister. And Mulan says good morning, goes, good morrow, you three. It's not often we meet such prompt adventurers. I usually get up this early for my calisthenics anyways, so, uh, you know, need to take a walk, you know, yeah, so take the edge off, relax a bit. If you heard screaming, that was a goat. I, I passed by a goat, accidentally hit a goat. It was definitely not me. <laughs> I don't know why anybody would say that. You know what? Why don't we just continue on? Uh, I think That's, yeah. I think he told us to meet us here. So uh, <clears throat> you got something, Drell? You, I was going to say you that, uh, that that definitely sounded like you. I've heard you scream before, man. I just didn't know. It yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, exactly Minotaurs like... and goats scream sound pretty similar, actually. Fun oh, okay. fact. Uh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so anyway, <laughs> Nihilus and Mulan are like looking at each other, like okay. And Nihilus comes forward, and she goes. Well, Lord Baron had uh, advised us to assist you with uh, express transportation and requested supplies for your journey. And um, and he shuffles through the notes and behind him, you do see like a, a box full of things, like various crates for the three of you. And she goes through the papers. Nihilus pulls out um, a well-written letter on some crude paper. And she goes, oh, uh, this was from Drell. Drell? Um, and she looks around and she points you out, Drell. Drell, your requests were uh, quite reasonable and interesting, to say the least. Um, you've asked for some repairs to some armor that was destroyed, and we had our best blacksmiths uh, mend your defenses, and we were able to restore its foundation. Um, although the armor was basically replaced as a whole, we were able to keep its cosmetic integrity. It had some intricate designs on it. Maybe a famous blacksmith, we saw his seal on there, we were able to save it. So yeah, and she hands you your armor back, your plus two armor that was destroyed by the rust bugs. Mm -hmm. And she hands that over, and inside the crate that she hands the armor over in is also your brewer's kit. She goes, secondly, uh, you asked for improvements on your brewing kits. Uh, now, we may not study the art of L, but alchemy is, can't be too far off. 
We have made some modifications to our potion vials to more suitably fit ale in them. Uh, we also added some magic compound beakers and boiling flasks to add beneficial properties to your brews. Um, here are some starter recipes uh, to, get, to get you started. And she hands you a box with your brewer's kit that have all these different uh, beakers for when you actually start brewing your ale. And you see that there are magic runes on them. And it's going to give some special properties to depending on the type of brews you make. So you have a few recipes in there. Uh, there's about, there's four of them to be exact. And one of them needs, we'll talk about it later, but one of them needs quite a few ingredients, but I believe it should be worth it. Oh, hell yeah, this is sick. I just like fiddle through the pages of it. Uh, we hope it's um to, to, to your liking. And then Mulan comes forward and he unfolds another paper. And it's like, we have uh, Minis's uh, requests here. And he he takes out your original letter, Minis, and it's quite long. It's like two pages stapled together because you like <laughs> gave him so much to work with. Um, yeah. Did you uh, did you figure out a way to make my journal infinite? Um, well, um, well, we, Minus, I have some good news and <clears throat> infinite ink. Also, I asked for, uh, uh, infinite, uh, art paper, uh, that can be foldable and turn into the things I fold them into, you know? He's scrolling through and he's like, I may have missed those. Oh, um, okay. <clears throat> but let's start, let's start. <clears throat> uh, well, Minus, I have some good news and <clears throat> news. Um, you certainly have a way with words. Uh, we saw your quite uh, lengthy and passionate requests. Uh, fortunately, yeah, yeah. we were not able to get to all of them, but we believe we had made some satisfactory strides to meet them. Cool, cool, okay. We were able to make some improvements on your sling. However, your sling is quite unique within itself. Uh, like it has a mind of its own. Uh, one of our clerics came over to confirm with the blacksmith and your sling is indeed blessed, so. Although we wanted to do more with it, we were obligated to stop while, while we were ahead. Um, your sling holster is now a bit larger and is able to shoot two shots at a time. Oh. In addition, we added a pouch of elemental bullets, 70 sling bullets to be exact. Uh, speak the element you desire and the shot will infuse with that element, sure to come in handy. My goodness, I didn't even think of that. That's crazy. Ah. Man, you know, I really wanted the extendo sling though that I could also use as a whip, but this will be fine. Well, we only able to do so much with the eight hours that you were here. But lastly, we were able to accommodate your storage dilemma. And he claps and a tiny hand cart rolls out of the front door. <gasps> he goes, Minis, I present to you, um, Minus's tiny cart. Um, that's the name we landed on here. Uh, oh. What you have here oh my God. is a magic hand cart that can store beyond its means, and you won't have to worry about losing it. Uh, first of its many features is its stealth capabilities. And you see that he draws a sword, and then as he draws the sword, the cart disappears. It goes translucent. It's very hard to see if you're not looking directly at it. Oh my God. At any sign of danger, the cart will go invisible to protect your wares. Next, it would effortless, effortlessly follow you. Uh, as you walk, it would be close behind, and the range is up to you. It also has a special storage compartment, and he walks over to a, like a little box that's like attached to the to the handcart, and he lifts it up, and it's a, essentially a bag of holding in there, and it's like that same space that you have in your bag, and he closes it. And lastly, if you lose your cart, speak its command word and it will make its way to you as long as you are within the same plane. It's beautiful. You even got the engravings correct. It looks just like my last cart. 
Ah, yes, you were very detailed um, in its description. Yeah, I'm glad you got my orthoscopic uh, drawings, by the way. Uh, really appreciate you taking those notes down. Yes, uh, here's your list of requests back, and he rolls up a piece of paper way longer oh. than it should. Thank you. So where, where are the other 79 items that I asked for? Well, and then the sister comes in and goes, oh, oh, almost. Um, oh, oh, I see. I see. Uh, Nihilus comes up ah. and she goes, <clears throat> almost. Um, we see you didn't really have a request for any items, but rather knowledge uh, specifically about curses. You mentioned an unruly gecko and a silver cat coin. Um, these two specific things we don't have knowledge on. However, we do know curses can can be lifted. Um, the people you want to seek do reside within Kambuki Isles. Uh, we also know they have a connection with someone. We know someone with a connection about their whereabouts to for someone to lift these curses. You want to find a Tombly Yinstead. He is knowledgeable about wait all curses. That's a name. Tombly Yinstead. He's a he's a gnome. He's he's a bit bald, but he has a big bushy beard. He is very knowledgeable about curses and can answer your questions more proficiently. You also mentioned something about improving on your magical capabilities. Although we can't grant magic, we can provide aid. And she takes out a crate and there are six mana potions in there for you. <laughs> Tombly resides in one of the taverns and one of his favorite tavern is the Wildside Tavern in the city of Aramore. So as you go to ports, be sure to stop by. As you take some rest, make sure maybe you could find him in your downtime and then find out some more information about somebody who can lift your curses. Tombly knows someone that knows someone. Yes. That's what you're That's saying. That's their connection for that curse mm. guy. Okay. Got it. Torture. To I mean, find him. Mulan comes back. Now we have one more thing to grant your party. Communication. Oh, God. Very rare to have a discreet line to someone across the world, but we believe these will help. And he holds up a stack of green envelopes. Okay, thank God. Uh, these are special uh, FFCS envelopes, uh, the far-fetched courier service, if you're not familiar. Very expensive, uh, kind of hard to come by, but here are a stack of 15. And he hands them to you, and you use it like so. And he takes out a spare envelope from his pocket, and he uh, takes a letter, he scribbles something really quick, with name, seals it up, and then he holds the envelope up in the air, and it gently disappears. Just go ahead and write a letter, make be descriptive in where you want to send it and to whom, and a member of the FFCS will retrieve it and deliver it to whom you sent. If you discover anything we should know about it, please write to us. Was that just Armos? No, he gave that to you as a group. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm giving those the menace. <laughs> <laughs> he gave that to you as a group. That seems like something menace would have wanted. That is lovely. Oh my gosh, I can... Wait, 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 wait. I can but send I, like... Hang on. That'll, honestly, that'll last me a day, but that's yeah, a group I was gonna thing. Say, so I'm it'll only be one. for group interest only. <laughs> I'm keeping one as an SOS just in case. Yeah, why don't I actually get one of those two, Menace? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, sure. You can take one. You can take one. Reginald, you, you're fine. Uh, oh, we'll keep the rest. We're a package deal. We're a package deal. <laughs> He's eating yeah, hay yeah. as he was just like ignored out of the conversation. What? I'm sorry, what? He's by the horses down by the cart that you're going to go to in a second. What? Nothing. Oh, okay. No, I was, okay. I was saying, uh, you're, you're looking fine today. You want a Bond today? What? I can't. I can't. Oh my goodness! I wasn't even worth talking to him. <laughs> Wait, we were promised an iron flask. Where oh, is it? 
Oh, yes, um, let me, let me see here. And they go back into the crate. Ah, yes, an iron flask. And Moulin takes that one and he hands it over to you. The, this one does not look as decorative as the last one you had. It is just a, an, an empty iron flask. Uh, be careful with it. Try to use it as an emergency only. If you're able to catch another demon, if you are unfortunate enough to come across one, perhaps you can package it with one of those letters and send it back here so we can keep it under safeguard. Wait, so if I throw this at a monster, it shakes three times and then I get it? <laughs> yeah, however you would like to do it. Sure, why not? We'll go with that. We'll go with that. Yeah. Um, but you could just simply open point and speak its command word and they should get sucked in and uh, what's the command word, word is whoever owns it can decide what it is. sweet albuquerque <laughs> wait it's mine <laughs> I, I like start petting it to make sure it didn't hear it didn't hear albuquerque <laughs> jared is it are you holding it yeah okay yeah we're definitely leaving that to armos hell yeah Nihilus comes back out. She goes, ah, yes. So now below is your transport, uh, expre an express carriage that should fit the three of you and two guards. The shield guard will be driving, so it'll be on the outside at all times, and you should make it to Aramore hastily. The standard trip is about seven days. We estimate that you'll be there in about four if the shield guard is the one that is operating the carriage. Uh, less stops. So... They don't need to rest. The other two guards will be accompanying you will be Jesslyn and Rudy. Uh, they will only make necessary stops for the horses. And if you need to take a um, <clears throat> a nature break. Oh, like if we want to collect flowers, that's cool. Well, what if we need to stop for like snacks? Yeah, what about that? Or to pee. Yeah, or to go to the bathroom. Um, There should be some snacks, basic rations on the cart. If you'd like to take your time, that is up to you. But this is the transportation we accommodate. Okay, and how do I drive this thing? I've only drove the cart with <laughs> oh, one no, horse. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no. It's We got a shield guard to do that. No, I, I mean, I can do it. I've I've driven a, car, a few carts in my days. Okay, we we encourage you to let the shield guard do it as they are, as the horses are very familiar. But we're allowed to drive. What about for like, just like the first hour? We'll switch on and off just to give them a break. You yeah, know? we can just like keep taking turns, you know, back and Ni forth. Nihilus and Moulin look at each other and be like, I thought this was an urgent mission. This is how it was betrayed to us. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I guess they just want to ride horses. But I mean, we could just give them a regular car. We didn't have to give them. I know, but it's bad. It's right. Do I hear worried. them say this? Yeah, they're like whispering among themselves. I don't see why that was such a difficult request to draw. I feel like yeah, you know, way too much pushback for that. Yeah, God forbid they give us all these magical items, but they can't just let me drive the fucking car. Okay, whatever. <laughs> and Jarl turns around and he starts walking towards the car. I walk up to Mulan real quick before we leave and out of earshot of Drell. I'm like, hey, uh, you... I don't know if you get a lot of horses around here, but you didn't happen to find a horse that looks like this. And I hold up a drawing of horse way back from like episode 10. I would have to check with the stables, my good sir, but I can't say we've seen that particular horse. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Never mind. Uh, thanks for asking. If you if you see it, I'll leave I'll leave this with you, and I you can see that in my backpack there are some flyers sticking out that I've made. <laughs> if you, if um, you give me a. Oh, what's the, what's the skill called? Um, give me a performance check on how well the horse is drawn. Like, how well the uh, mm. the image of the horse is. <laughs> mm. okay. I love that. that. Performance. It's probably low. I love that. You sure it's not just a stray dexterity sleight of hand? To <laughs> no, no. This draw is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a 16 flat. So you drew a rather good looking horse um, and it has some defining features on it from what you can remember, like um, maybe 
that horse had a very specific scar across its eye, like a badass after Drell and Horse yeah. got into it one day. So yeah, you give him like a, a picture of a horse that does look unique enough that if you held a picture of horse next to horse, that they could say that's the that's the horse. Okay, good to know. So yeah, here's here's a flyer if you if you see it, just you know you know how to get a hold of us. Yeah, we'd really appreciate it. Of course, if the horse becomes comes across in our peer view, then I will let you know most hastily. Thank you very much. Good day. As the three of you walk down the stairs, heading to your cart, everybody give me a perception check. As they, as uh, Nihilus and Milan begin to talk amongst themselves, and somebody else that's recently come out the door. Got a 19. Nat 20. Ooh. I got a three. You, start. <laughs> Drell and Minus, the two of you overhear uh, hushed whispers of a missing iron flask and the three of them are having a worried conversation okay <laughs> good as the three of you uh overhear that you walk down to your car i knew this was gonna happen oh goodness i guess don't tell armos but i think he was right this is what we should have kept it oh hey armos <laughs> hey what we were just saying you were uh you were right to hold on to the new flask why what happened yeah because uh you you're just so skilled with that kind of stuff <laughs> Yeah, we should get going, though. I'm a, a fully alert at this point. <laughs> I'm questioning everyone around me. I'm, I'm really happy with the people that got to hear that. <laughs> so the three of you walk down to the cart, and there is... The carriage is actually very nice. It's looks like it's built for durability. The cart has, like, armored plating sides to it. It doesn't look ooh, built for comfort, but built to transport maybe important people. The three of you can fit in there comfortably, even with the two other guards. I take way too long to get on the cart because I'm playing with my new cart. <laughs> and you see me in the distance like, guys, oh, dude, look, it's following me. Drill, look. Whoa. <laughs> like, the cart is around. just like, it only has like two wheels. So you see that when it's not moving, it's like angled down. And when you do move, it like lifts up and then moves towards you. There are two massive Clydesdales. There's a blonde one and a dark brown one. And sitting in the driver's seat is a shield guard. The shield guard is dressed like the other two guards, except its face is covered and you see that blue light. It's the same type of guard that directed you to Lord Baron's office when you went in there. Um, the same one that was also in front of the bridge. So uh, the Sigic area has a lot of these constructs that help them with their numbers. So because it's a construct, it, that's why it's gonna be driving because it doesn't need to rest. And then Jesslyn and Rudy come up to the three of you and, he, and Rudy steps forward and goes, hello fellas, you must be almost Drell and Minus and we have been instructed you to go to Aramore City. How the three of you guys ready for some fast traveling? Yes. Uh, yeah. What is the uh, what's the time frame for this? How long is it going to take us? Um, depending on if we need to stop, uh, if you would like to make any stops along the way, and nature breaks and rest for the horses, we should be there in about just under four days' time. Mm. Huh. Okay. Yes. Normally it would be a week, but because of our shield guard, um, he doesn't need to rest, so he can just take us over. Cool. Yeah, I look at the guys and like, so uh, before we go, guys, just want to make sure you're really sure you want to go to the Kambuki Isles. I mean, we could go to the other place, you know, we don't we don't have to go there. I'm just uh, just checking to make sure you guys want to go there. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm up for it. Definitely. 
If you want to go, now's the time before I raise all hell. Yeah, I know. I definitely want to go, guys. I'm just saying it might be, you know, we you, you want to fight Ritz Gulak, you know, and that, yeah. uh, I, I, I got, I should maybe prepare more. I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's, you know, let's just get going. We'll figure it out on the road, you know? Chesley and Rudy look at each other when you say Red City and they look a bit nervous and they look, go back to you. Well, we have orders for the city of Aramore, so we will go to the city of Aramore and we'll make any necessary stops along the capital road, but orders are orders. That's what we have to do. We can't deviate from the path. Sorry. Armos is still skeptical of what's going on and he takes note of it. Now he's going to watch them the rest of the time like a hawk. I think Jell just yells, uh, shotgun and he jumps up next to the, <laughs> the shield guard that's driving and he, um, breaks out some of his, uh, I think he's going to go ahead and eat his Dillmore, um, Philly cheesesteak as he's sitting there. So you want to jump in in shotgun? Yeah, not this I want to ride it on the front. Fair, fair enough. I'll eat my last uh, oats. I think it was before I head out. Okay. So the three of you get onto the cart with these two guards. Drell is in the front seat next to the shield guard, and the shield guard slowly turns to you, like hits entire upper body. You're eating your cheesesteak, mm. and like when you look over at it, it just quickly turns forward. Yeah. So I used to have a horse like this kind of. It's a, it kind of ran away, but it's pretty good. That's what horses do. I can just see Drell up there being like, so how much horsepower is this guy? Yeah. It's got one. Two. One horse. Two horse. <laughs> Two horsepower. Um, the sh the sh <laughs> one of the guards, Jesslyn, she taps on the side of the carriage to let them know that they're ready. And then psh, three of you make way over the translucent bridge as one of the constructs double taps on the spear to illuminate it before you. Three of you cross the bridge in your carriage, finally on the road to the city of Aramore. The horses that are on the carriage are massive Clydesdales. They are huge horses. They are made to pull heavy stuff, and they are going rather quickly. They're not fully booking it, but they are making great pace. So you got four days of traveling in this car. If there's anything you would like to do along your road, can you think of anything ahead of time that you would like to make a stop for? You will pass... This city college, you will pass Lucius Farm and Vineyard. You will overpass the town of Gilo. Gilo is not on the way, but it's uh, you can make a turn into there. You will go through the city of Dilmore, and Aramore will be your stop. You will um, get to the city of Dilmore on the third day. So we're stopping by that abandoned town, right, Armos? <laughs> yes. Oh my God, I was about to say that. Yes. Find <laughs> he will not go there. That is uh, way no. far south and uncharted. Delmore, I'll walk. They are sticking <laughs> to the main road. You know what? We'll, we'll take the horses and get on without them. You know what? If you would like to just be dropped off at Dillmore, that's something you can absolutely do. But you know, you know that the abandoned town is technically uncharted. Don't have time for Sigi College, but I stop. Ask the everybody to stop by Lelouch's farm and vineyard just to see what happened to my cart or if anything happened to my cart if it's still there my old one where was that where did you leave it you left it outside the church no we walked to the church i left it at the inn by the lake oh the inn that you were oh, at yeah, yeah with Perro. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. okay so you you want to stop by lelouch's we can do that we can we can stop by the the dock if you like drell kind of wants to go see if we could stop in the town of gilo yeah we can do that we can split up if you would like to go to both locations and spend some time there it will add a day on your journey so it'll be five days i think that's fine i don't know why i don't feel great that tony keeps fucking putting days on it 
I'm just telling you how long it's going to be there. You're in a very old, fast and open world and you're trying to get to specific one. All right. So do you guys want to split up or do you guys want no, to go no, to Lelouch's no, no. first go to, and no. then the town of Gilo? Yeah, we'll go, we got to go together. Menace is happy to split off for a second. Oh. Because he's just trying to find a cart, you know? So he, he's happy to like, oh, draw me here. Yeah. I'll walk there, walk back. Not a and... certain blue somebody, right? Mm -hmm. Eyebrows, eyebrows. Whoa. Who are you talking about? <laughs> Why are you raising your eyebrows at me in a very happy way? Why'd you wink at me, Armos? <laughs> I'm very confused. Yeah, yeah Menace. And Reginald gets a very crooked wink. Why did you blink at me, Reginald? Drell <laughs> just turns to the uh, shield guard that's driving the cart and says, uh, I think we're going to go ahead and stop at uh, Lelouch's farm first. On our way out of town, of course. Confirmed and the horses begin to trot down the road in the direction of Lelouch's. Do you guys want to go to Lelouch's first? We can absolutely do that. I thought I hopped off the cart to split. No, no, no. Are you going with me? Yeah, yeah well, there's I no mean, reason. There's no real reason for us to split up. We have two horses, or you're going to sit there and walk. We might as well just boop, boop. I got to see this. Armos has to. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, let's do it. Armos, I don't know what the equivalent of popcorn in this point thing is, but that's what he's ready for. He's got a bucket of it. The construct goes, next stop, Lelouch's Vomit Vidyard. Travel time, one day, one hour, 17 minutes. And the horses begin to trot over the translucent bridge as they go. And Jesslyn and Rudy look at each other and they go, huh, so much for a four-day trip. Looks like we're gonna be a little longer, huh? <laughs> and they both like look at each other and then look out the window as you talk. I'm even more skeptical of them now. I'm listening in on every freaking conversation I can. Uh, as we, um, you know, clear the top hill or the first hill on the uh, the the path there, you just hear Drell in the distance ask the driver if he has an aux cord. <laughs> I got a playlist for this. <laughs> We're gonna go ahead and do <laughs> our travel for the first day. Somebody roll me a D twenty. Menace. This is my journey, so this will be my D twenty. You re-roll once, I right? I an inspiration. <laughs> it's just a flat d20? Is that it? <laughs> yep. Okay. You know, it's a, it's a respectable three. It's a it's a hard three. It's a hard, a hard three. three. <laughs> As you travel, 10 hours have passed, and the road that you ended up taking was not the main road, but the safe back roads between Lord Baron's Divider, the Sigi College, and then the back road of Lucius Farm. I don't know if the three, three of you remember, but there was a path that you could have taken to avoid the first red guard checkpoint. And since you wanted to go there, that was a little bit of a shorter distance to travel to. So continuing along the back roads, you go about 15 hours and there are heavy clouds in the sky. Looks like it's going to storms. Almost. There are heavy clouds in the sky. Looks like it's going to storm soon. Jared knows exactly what I'm calling back. <laughs> We're calling back episode 10. All episode. This is dedicated to episode 10. I think it was. A respectable fuck you. <laughs> the way you said it, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> oh, oh man 
I told I the second I said it, I said, "Oh no." <laughs> <laughs> the clouds begin to swell up and you know it's going to rain later and you make it to Lelouch's farm. As you arrive there, it does begin to rain and it looks like heavy storms are going to be forecasted for the near future. So, the three of you are traveling southwestward as you are coming uh, through the north entrance of Lelouch's farm in Vidyard. It's been quite some time and you have not been here in over a year because of Shadowfell. Um, as you ride into town, you do you do remember the tourist attraction that it was and over Lurkes Reservoir, which is where the three of you have stayed, which is where Minus's handcart was last seen. The night is partying on and there are people having a great time. There are some boats out in the giant's footpath, the lake, and you remember distinctly that there weren't ships out there the last time you visited because of the giant squid that was lurking within the waters. Now it looks like there are party boats out there and there are more people having fun and a better time and the waters look much clearer. As you travel, you go to Lurkes's Reservoir and the construct stops at the stables. You have arrived at Lurkes Reservoir and Lelouch's farm and vineyard. We'll take necessary bio breaks and the horses will recoup and rest here for the next several hours. Please enjoy. And then he puts down the reins and then the shield guard hops off the cart and begins to tend to the horses. Well, I think we're going right up to the reception desk. <laughs> I'm following Menace. Yes, the tavern was called the Giant's Rest. That's where you stayed. Mm. Giant's mm. Rest overlooking the Giant's footpath. Right. Yes. So the three of you head to the local tavern of Lurkes Reservoir, which was the Giant's Rest. And out by the stables in the storage area of the tavern, you do see your cart, Minus. It looks dusty and old. One of the wheels are broken and it is leaning. It is completely strapped of its wares. Everything is gone. Uh, should have expected this, honestly. It was a damn good cart. Yep. Man. Well, I mean, while we're here, we might as well, you know, just go in and get a drink while we're here, right? And I, I point to the... I guess. Uh, there was no, <laughs> There's literally nothing in the cart now. It's just... It's, it's empty. It's and, and anything that's, Damn. like, maybe left is, like, rotted and decayed over the last year. Man, their security here sucks. <laughs> Menace is... Or, uh, Armos is just directing menace to where he knows and just m laughing menacingly like when <laughs> when menace isn't looking just <laughs> and menace is just mumbling like sadly as he walks with you and he's just like oh it was a, i mean i got it engraved pretty personal i know you know it was, it's gonna be a bummer but yeah yeah right this way the flap came down in the back i know great car we should definitely you know what we'll toast to it we'll toast to it once we get in here it's gonna be great through two carts now my goodness at least the at least this one's going to be with me for the long haul, I hope. <laughs> well, hopefully this one can hold your baggage. <laughs> yeah, my bags are pretty big. Damn. <laughs> Speaking of big bags, you walk into the tavern, and the three of you take a seat at the bar to take a little rest, a little R&R &R before you get back on the carriage. As the three of you sit, you do not see any barkeep yet, but there are people partying and having a good time. You see that there's a lot of Sitcha College kids cheering their tankards and there's a lot of older folk um, enjoying their very fancy drinks and when the three of you turn around to try to go order something you don't see anything but menace you look left you look right you look left and as you turn right again there is a blue dragonborn lady face to face 
snout to snout with one arm just holding her sapphire chin up giving you slow eyes giving me slow slow eyes. blinking eyes i want to i want to believe that menace doesn't see it i magic hand his 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 yeah, yeah. stupid face to make eye contact with her <laughs> you pinch menace's cheeks with your magic hand and you look face to face and Paris just looks at you and goes I was wondering when I would see you again, little one. <gasps> Para! And I give her a giant hug. <laughs> and she embraces you and she leans back and she holds you and then sets you back on the counter. Be like, what What brings the three of you back here? It's been so oh. long, about a year. Oh, oh give me a sec. Oh, you spun me around too fast. Oh, I was sad, but I, I'm happier now to see you, Para. It's so nice to see you. How have you been? Oh, I'm so happy. How has everything you. been? By the way, um, I know it's been a while. We were, uh, <clears throat> can we, can we go to your room real quick? Oh, so eager? Again? I mean, you just got here. All right, come on, Armos. Armos has, Armos hasn't seen a room. Drell, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to stay down here. Yeah, we're, uh, you know what? Sounds like you guys got some catching up to do. We're good. Yeah, Drell just has, like, his sunglasses on, and he's partying with all the, um, <laughs> college kids in the corner. With the guy I was supposed to kill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's back. He's a little, he's like a, a douchebag chin strap now. <laughs> Minus, this guy's great. Dan, roll me a random d20 real quick. Oh, God. Yeah, six. There's a goat in the corner staring down at you menacingly. <laughs> Through the window. <laughs> Through the window. As it rains. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, why are you guys uh, being weird? All right, Armos, you can come with me. No, no, all no. I guess wants to stay. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go check out that. Uh, I don't know. I saw a church. The you know. So weird. I don't know why you guys are acting so why weird. Would we all ever right. go to a church, Armos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Literal yeah. demon. I'm, yep. I know. <laughs> you. I'll be back. As Armos is exiting, he's got two fists up in the air, just celebrating. <laughs> Uh, you, uh, Menace, as you take Para's hand, you lead her upstairs uh, as you know exactly where her room is, and she follows behind. And you also hear a from some of the uh, from some of the bar, uh, some of the patrons in the bar. One of them is Drell with his hand. <laughs> Menace blindly goes upstairs, unaware of the situation. <laughs> so, anyways. That's how we got out of Shadowfell. Uh, we haven't found Julius Kendrick. I'm so sorry. We did everything we could. Gravely injured him. It was quite the battle. You know, we haven't we haven't seen him since you've dealt with him. We, we figured that um, he was taken care of already. You're telling me he escaped. Interesting. I mean, no. We killed him. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, I mean, this is too honest, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he escaped into Shadowfell somewhere, but we, he could have possibly died in Shadowfell, but he was pretty powerful. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he escaped. We have been hearing of some activity to the south, as the Red Dawn have been becoming more active over the years, but we haven't heard that name, Julius, in quite some time. And the two of you are sitting uncomfortably close together on the bed as you're talking about a very serious topic. No name of Julius have come up from our from our scouts within the organization. Okay. But I would have put it past him to work in silence. Well, hey, did it solve the issue here? It did. Um, ever since, that's why we thought you got rid of him, because Lelouch wasn't bound by this blackmail that was daunting over him. And ever since, the, the farmstead has been thriving. Oh. Even Zuggus Orchards have opened its doors and gates to uh, tourists. 
That's amazing. So we basically did the job minus the killing, which I didn't even want to do from the start. So where where do we pick up our reward? Do we uh do we go to like uh do you have it? Did she just... says reward and leans in real close, half-eyed. And she goes, you tell me. Oh, well, I'll just, I'll take the reward here then if you have it. Say less. And we're going to cut to black right there. And we're going to go back to Armos and Drell. Drell, are you going to come with me to the the thing or are you going to stay there and drink? Drell is going to stay at the bar and drink with the college kids. Okay, I thought so. <laughs> it sounded like it. As you leave, you see him um, requesting, just walking up to the DJ and just really drunk requesting Miami by Will Smith. <laughs> you see Rudy uh, at the bar. He goes, that's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> he's, he's having a few drinks as well. As Trell drinks with the college kids, you walk over to the Chapel of the Gatherer. It is dark out and it is raining, so it does take you a minute to get there. But you travel up the hill. About 20 minutes later, you arrive at the door of the church. You open the chapel door, and there is no service going on. You don't see anybody. Um, go ahead and give me a perception check. I leave uh, Reginald at the door. <laughs> yeah, you know, you go inside. Or, you know, I'm not really a fan of the rain, but I found a nice little cover here. I'm good. I'm good. And he turns around, and you see, like, his, his bunny tail is singed from trying to get into the chapel. <laughs> uh, I got a dirty 20. The place looks very different from the last time you were here. It's reorganized the pews are set up differently all the stained glass has been changed out and there is somebody in the back closing an organ he's a bit startled he's a younger boy and he goes oh i'm sorry i'm sorry sir how can how can i help you i didn't see you when i was cleaning up the church just a moment ago yeah i was here about a year ago mm. when uh and i'm here to just look around see how it's been maintained since then what's the owner like is this pretty well established these days oh pastor guff oh i he's he's doing great he's not here right now all the services are done um he's in his home for the evening getting ready for tomorrow's sermons no doubt um will you be joining us then uh yeah yeah i, I just agree even though He's definitely not i had a question could you show me around there was this uh this thing that uh I was looking for in like the, the back room. Look here, I'm gonna level with you. I want to actually start investing in this, but I need to make sure that the uh, integrity of this building is still sound. Cause when I was here a year ago, it was pretty tore up. And uh, you know, now that I'm traveling through, wanted to make a stop in and I remember there being more rooms, and uh, I think it'd be in our best interest to, to take a look at it. And we could talk to your boss tomorrow, but I'm here now, so I would like to take a look back there. Roll me a persuasion check. A 21. Uh, oh, yes, okay. Um, And he looks around, and he stretches his collar with his finger, he goes, ah, all right, all right, real quick, real quick, real quick. It's, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a, a problem. Um, if you know Pastor Guff. And he goes over and he unlocks the door and he opens it and you do see Guff's office and it looks very nice. Awesome. What's the what's the person's name? I ask him his name, trying to get more personable with him. <laughs> yeah, go get that book. My name, uh, my name's Attilus. Attilus, it's good to meet you. Uh, and I, you. We're from the uh, Dillmore Initiative. 
down there. We're just trying to, you know, find new investment properties and try to, you know, really liven up the place. So I appreciate you doing this as he opens the door. Where was the, the secret room? There was like a... So when you walk into the office, it was... There's chairs in front of you, then his desk that faces the door, and then there's a wall of books behind. You remember that there was a book that you pulled, and essentially there was a secret passage. You look at that location where you remember the book being, Mm. and that entire bookcase is empty. Interesting. The one on the right is completely empty. So with the books, what I'm going to do is I'm going to distract him. I'm going to knock out all the lights. No, the entrance is gone. Like what you're trying to look for, you don't see. Oh, really? Okay. So I was going to pull all the other books. I was going to knock all the books off the case and then sprint (laughs) out of there. (laughs) That's going to be my idea. (laughs) Okay. So I make the wind blow uh, with my uh, racial talent, thermaturgy. Thermaturgy? And if the wind's not strong enough, I'm going to use my magic hand to knock out all the uh, candles in the room and then it will be pitch black and then uh, be like, whoa, what Whoa! What just happened? You turn around at Attilus and he's just like, his mouth is ajar as he just watched you weave this magic hand to open the door as the wind blows in. He goes, a jerk. Why would you do that? That's it. Oh, get out. Get out, please. And he gestures his arm and he tries to get you to go out the, go out the door. He's like, oh my God, I was supposed to go home. I gotta clean all these books. Oh, he had him alphabetized. <laughs> and he, as he, he pushes you out, as he mm-hmm. now has to clean up <laughs> the the uh, pastor's office. Um, and as you go outside, you see Reginald. He goes, "Hey, what's up? What was all the hubbub?" Well, I could have used your help in there. Yeah, I, oh, excuse me. I can't go into holy ground. I know. I needed you outside the window. You should have been looking at me. What, that, what window? All the windows. Communication, almost. I mean. How am I supposed to communicate to you if you ain't looking at me? Stumped. That's right. Yes, That's stumped. Right. Yes. You ain't got nothing to know about that, huh? Excuse me, demon can't walk into the holy ground. All right. That's my fault. This was a this was a fail. Let's go back. Oh, was it? As you hear some kid crying in the background. Uh, and with that said, we will cap the night off there. As the sun rises, Drell is slumped over a table with a smile on his face from drinking. <sighs> Armos is close by, <laughs> kind of hanging out with him. I would imagine that you would also have like an empty cup of ale there. As Minus comes down uh, the stairs, and you see that like. As you leave Perra's room, she was like tugging you along. With a big sack. You have a big old bag. A big Uh-oh. sack. I got a big sack. Got a of big gold. sack hunched over your shoulder. And she, her, her garments look rather frazzled. And she goes, It's always good to see you, Minus. You too. We'll have to do many more rounds next time. Oh, so many. I'll have my A game next time. <laughs> I go over to Armos and I lean into Armos. I'm like, Armos, you won't believe what happened last night. As Perra's door closes, you see her. <laughs> Cleaning up a uh, uh, dragon chess board. You, you got it. You knew where I was going with this. <laughs> Armos, you won't believe what happened last night. I want all the details. Yeah. So, never done this before in my life. Oh. With the dragonborn at that. Mm-hmm. Me and a dragonborn played dragon chess all night, and I won every single round. Oh, yeah. I bet he did, Armos. Uh, I, bet, I bet he won every round. I'm going to be honest. I feel like we wasted a day. <laughs> what do you mean? You gotta be honest, Paro did look kind of annoyed last night. I don't know why. Hmm. Maybe it's because I was beating her in all those rounds. Mm. Did she did she win once? You know, honestly, it felt like she was like trying to lose on purpose. Mm. Sometimes. I couldn't quite tell. Sometimes it, it seemed like she wanted to do other stuff, but I don't know what it was. 
Mm. Anyways, uh, I got this giant sack of gold. Oh, okay. Not a waste. Yeah, I put. I already put uh, 2,500 in my cart in the group fund, and then we'll split the rest evenly. How's that sound? A group fund. That's a wonderful idea. As I, I lock with Drill. <laughs> Drill's just drunk as fuck at the table. Like oh, we already have a group fund. It's what <laughs> Armos is for. <laughs> <laughs> You see Jessalyn and Rudy come over to you to go, well, we should probably go. Um, it's still raining, but we should probably get back on the road before it really storms. Mm. Sounds good. Jessalyn and Rudy uh, carry you back you to you to the carriage, and three of you get back in and make your way back onto the road. So you can go to the town of Gilo, um, or you can continue your adventure. What is the guy's name again? I forget what it is. Which one? Duncan... The one that's trying to stab you. Adelram Beckford. Yes. Adelram. Adelram. There it is. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I think we are in agreement. I think we go to Gilmore next. Gilo. Gilo? You're Gilo. Gilo. I like that you combined. Gilmore. Gilmore. <laughs> I want to go to both of the Gilmore same time. Gilmore girls. I want to find me. Yeah, exactly. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Beat me there. Yeah. So, you, you tell the contract, like, all right, we're going to go to the town of Gilo. And the two cards, Jesslyn and Rudy, look at each other to like, ah, okay. Um, it's a little bit of backtracking, but we, we could do that. And the three of you go. The guards look at you as the three of you sit in the carriage. It's like, is there anything you would like to do in Gilo? Why, why the stop? Oh, it's a tavern. Just wanted to stop at a tavern there. Oh, uh, I know we were on a bar crawl. Got a problem with that? <laughs> I got somebody I gotta go fucking kill there, so we just gotta stop real quick. Oh, yeah, that too. Uh, okay. Um, I don't think this guard's sass. <laughs> like, quite honestly. I'm about to drop him off. Yeah, you, feel free to just get out at any time. <laughs> well, this is, uh, property of Lord Baron, so he cannot just abandon the carriage. Look, do you see this construct? It's doing all the work. So, the three of you travel from Lelouch's farm and vineyard, and it takes about most of the day. So, you leave at dawn and you get to the town of Gilo at dusk. And as you step out of the cart, you do see people wrapping things up. This town isn't as crowd-centric as Lelouch's Farm and Vineyard Words. People who are, once they close up shop, like the, the town goes to bed pretty early, um, as it is more of a working town than a uh, relaxing town. All right, before I get off the cart, uh, I'm just going to cast Detect Good and Evil. So as we go, yeah. you know, just yes. be safe. Yes. How long does Detect cast Good and Evil last? Uh, 10 minutes. Yes. I think it was. Okay. Wanted you to do that so bad. So as the three of you get in, the guards tip their uh, caps to you, and you get out of the car, and you cast um, Detection of Evil and Good, and you don't sense anything during the duration. You head over to the Rudding Goblin Tavern. Is that where you want to go? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're going to go there first, see what's going, see if anybody knows what's going on with Duncan. Yeah. I don't detect any evil as I'm walking to the... You do not detect any evil. Dang it. Within 30 feet. What if I roll a nat 20 right now? I was going to say, it penetrates, <laughs> penetrates most barriers. Wait a second, that worm is evil. No, no, it just looked at me funny. Okay. Moving on, guys. No evil here. Thank goodness. We're safe for now. The three of you arrive at Gilo Stables, where the construct turns to you and goes, We have arrived at Gilo. The three of you get off, and Minish, you cast Detect Evil and Good. And for the foreseeable duration of the spell, you don't sense anything. 
you do see people closing up for the night and those who are going to relax heading to nearby taverns. You see some people head to other taverns and bars in the town. There is one tavern that is more lively uh, than the rest, but you see that that one looks like it has a private event going on and there is a security guard and some people having fun beyond it. And then you head down to the Running Goblin Tavern, which is not too much further down the street. And you walk in and there are people having fun, mostly dwarves, and you go up to the bar, but you don't see Duncan there. It is a, another dwarf. It is a female dwarf. Uh, excuse me. And I, like, knock on the bar and try to get her attention. The dwarf turns around and goes, Hi, hi, how can I help you, lads? Can I interest you in a drink? Yes, of course, of course. I'll take a, uh, a house ale, please. Of course, of course. Goes over to a barrel. Shh, looks at the two of you. Uh, can I get you one as well? I might as well while we're here. And she takes out two more two more uh, tankards and holds them by the fingertips and goes shh, 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 and places them in front of you. Man, that barrel's got some pressure. Do you hear that? I know. It's got some length <laughs> on it too, right? <laughs> must have one of those stray guns. We have the best barrels in the area. That must have been straight from the Sigic College. Some Sigic College barrels. Oh, we do have some blueberry ale, if that's what you're interested in. Ooh, yeah, those are one of my favorite. I'm going to take one of those. Oh, go ahead and add those three as well. And she goes over and, and adds three more well, tankards of blueberry ale. Oh, my goodness. She's like, yes, the lot will be ten silver. Hey. Armos. Drell. Nope, it's too late. <laughs> this is, like, your thing. Um. Anyways, as and as Armos is paying, um, Drell <laughs> leans over and goes, we're looking for our friend, uh... Maybe we, he used to work here. His name's Duncan. Oh, the owner. He's out of town at the moment, but is, um, is there a message I can leave him? Do you, do you know where he is? There's a uh, farm not too far from here, a bit more eastward. Um, I believe he bought out the farm, the old uh, Burnsley farmstead, restocking it and getting, getting it back up to its former glory to restock the town. Oh, I thought he was dead. Thank goodness. No, no, he's not dead. I mean, I haven't seen him in the last month or so. Uh, he's left me in charge, but, uh, you know, he sends the occasional letter and, you know, uh, unless somebody's forging his signature, I can't imagine that he would be dead. Wait, what's your name? <laughs> I was not ready for that. <laughs> even I wasn't ready for that. It was my next question, so good job, Jared. Don't even give, hit me with an A name. Don't even go that you went to the alpha. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. You were looking to. <laughs> this needs to go on TikTok. My name is Valida. It's what, sir, it's what? Valida? Velvita, okay. Uh, Valida, please put some respect on it. Thank you. Okay, so, um, yeah, uh, Velvita, can you just tell Duncan, you know, whenever you see him, that Drell, Armos, and Minis stopped by to say hi? Okay, and she takes out a notepad and she misspells your names, but she writes it down and she goes, Okay, I will let him know. No, 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 oh. you spelled my name wrong. It's two L's, not one. Oh, two L's, and she. B-R-A-L-L. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no, that's right. I actually wrote a note with our names on it that you can just give to him. Here's oh, a yeah. note. Here, yeah, Velveeta, can you take this? And She takes the note and she goes, okay, I'll pin it on the message board for him. So he'll see it as soon as she gets back. And she takes it, um, she goes to the board, she puts this little stool up, she hops on top, and she posts the note 
puts a pin, and then her note that she made for Duncan with your names misspelled on it puts her right over it, and then puts that on top. Mm. No, but you can't see our note uh, now. Draw is fine. I'll draw. It. I'll do it later. I'll just go. I magic hands. Switch it. The, yeah. <laughs> the note that she made and then just drop it on the floor. <laughs> give it a little tug. Belita, over here. Just give it a little tug. What's uh what's going on with that party over there? Oh, it's just a college it's a couple of kids from the Sigic College um having a private event, uh, a party. There's a lot of Sigic College going on. What's happening here? You know, every year the Sigic College gets some new students, so neighboring towns come by here before they uh, go off to college and have a party. I believe they're having some drinking games. Oh, sick. I love drinking games. Um, <laughs> we're looking for our other friend, too. Um, I was hoping maybe you can help us find him. Um, darn, I forgot his name. Minus, what is it again? Ram Beckford. Yes, the captain of the Red God. Um, yeah, where is he? He doesn't come in here very often. Where um, would you find him on a night like this? If he's in town, the, um, well, I guess the guild house would be a good place cool. to stop. Cool, thank you. And Drell just immediately starts walking towards the guild house. See you later! I, as we get up, I have two, and I'm just downing both, and then putting them on the table on the way out. I, I quickly chug my blueberry ale and slam it down, and give her a, uh... She, before you go, as you go to tip, you're like, well, yeah, I know he's on a pilgrimage. Uh... Where? We don't know. They usually tell us when they get back. Good to know. I whisper to Drell and Minus, it's time to go see. I look around that no one's listening. The mayor. Should we say hi to him on the way out or you want to just go wake him up? He might be sleeping. I don't know what he's doing. We're trying to track this dude down. He's going to give us some answers. Let's go up to the, the town hall. I think you're right. Let's just stop at the town hall. Well, the town hall will be closed. It is nighttime. The town. Let's go stop sunsets. by the mayor's house. Yep. <laughs> yeah, let's go by his house. <laughs> Yeah, we're just gonna go right to his house. <laughs> we're just in the streets. Patrick! <laughs> I love it. All right. Is that what you want to do? You want to scream through the streets? No, and ask no, him no, for the no, no. We want to no, go no. to his house. No. Yeah, we want to go to his house. You go up to you. you take a to-go cup as you... A takeaway. You take a takeaway from the bar, and you head to uh, Frederick Juniper's house. Now, his house is on... A little bit of a hill. It's a modest home. It's not like a huge extravagant home, but it is the mayor. And you go up to the gates of the house, and his house is surrounded by classy, more for decoration, but it does keep the riffraff out iron gate. And on the uh, center of the iron gate is, in fact, a gold lion head. Um, and there is a plaque there that says Mayor Frederick Juniper Homestead. And there is a house maybe about 50 yards from the gate. Uh, where it is, and you are outside the gate. All right, Drell, throw me over. Give me a good toss, Drell. All right, I throw Menace over the fence. Have we have we tried to open the fence? Hang on. All right, fine. No, no, no. I throw pebbles at his window from the from the front yeah, from the street. So you begin to throw rocks at Frederick Juniper's window. I accidentally like, hey. pick up one of the sids and I throw it, not realizing that it's a sid and it's <laughs> n- not just a normal rock. Sid Junior the Third. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Rachel's laughing. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> and as you bank these rocks off his window, you see a light come on. And as uh, you see a, a burly lion, uh, lion figure open the window with a candle, and he has a nightcap on and red maroon pajamas, just like the first time you met him 
in Gilo uh, back in Arc 1. And he goes, Who is throwing rocks at my window? Me? Eh. Oh. <laughs> oh, hey, little fella. I didn't. Hi, Frederick. Ooh. Hi. Uh, I just wave. Hello. Why, why are you throwing rocks? At my window. Quick, come in. We need to talk to you. It's an emergency. <laughs> it's nighttime and you woke into Mrs. It's an emergency. Emergency. I didn't realize you only deal with emergencies during business hours. In the background, I know. Come on, we saved the town. I told you we need to get the guard back, but you said no, it's an invasion on our privacy. I told you oh, nobody threw rocks at the window before. I, I told you we should keep a guard here, but no, you said it's a waste of resources. We come in. No, um, we're hold on. And he closes the window again and he travels downstairs. You see the light travel within the window as he's holding a candle and he walks outside in the rain. And <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he has like a little umbrella over him and he goes, he meets you at the gate. I didn't think I'd see you, um, again, to be honest, but, uh, I can't imagine. Uh, what was it, like a year, year now? Yeah. Yes, Drell, almost, and. Mirandor, yes, I remember the three of you helped us with that bugbear problem. My name, ridding my teeth, Urshminis. Oh, I'm Pebble Walker. Oh, Minis. Oh, okay. Um, well, uh, it's just, uh, I remember your names from when there was a lot of chatter around town. Um, after you uh, defeated the bugbears. Yes. So I guess maybe the name got a little bit skewed. Wow. Uh, within the rumors, but... Happy to have you back. Wish we could talk at better circumstances. Perhaps I can interest you in an early morning meeting tomorrow. No, we want to meet now. He sees the tankards in your hands and he's like, hmm. Look, we just came back here because we actually give a shit about this town. We decided to let you know that Edelrim Beckford is in cahoots with the Red Dawn and Vero Grimgar. And he's going to screw over your entire town. You cannot trust him. And if you could just tell us where he is, we'd handle this whole situation for you. Just like we did with the bugbears. Then lot you can go shit. back to sleeping with your little nightcap on, you furious lion. You lose a lot of heat in your head when you sleep, okay? It keeps you very warm. All right? So, first of all, please name calling. Keep it at a minimum. Second, he's out on a pilgrimage. Um, last I known, he, had, he was heading... Uh, eastward. I don't know his exact locale, but these pilgrimage tend to take uh, several moons, perhaps a fortnight. We just came here mainly because we're not staying long, and we needed just to tell you. He's probably telling you that he's out on a pilgrimage and, and probably doing something more in the shadows that has to do with the Red Dawn. Well, we haven't had any problems here with Adoram. Um Well, of course not, because he's probably using this to, you know, keep us... All right, fine. You know what? Don't worry. Just don't trust us then and see how it all works out. He sent an assassin to stab me, literally in the back. Yeah, he tortured me in a fucking chamber in Shadowfell. So you're saying we saved your city, we came here in the middle of the night to let you know, and now you're just going to act like it's hearsay? That's it. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, just don't keep a guard at your house and see how it works out when he uh, decides to screw you guys all over. Hmm? And uh, Drell decides to walk away. He look, definitely looks a bit puzzled as he's scratching his chin. I'm just, you know, a letter would have done fine. Um, that gets intercepted. Mm -hmm. I just, I haven't seen you in mm -hmm. a very fair amount you, of time. Did you, and you forget you just the part where we were in, trapped in Shadowfell? 
We didn't tell him that part yet. I thought we just said it. Did we not? Oh. Well, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean Shadowfell, yes. Drell, Drell alluded to it. I mean. Yeah, so we were trapped. It's a long story. Listen, just be careful. Watch out for Adoram. We wanted to get this message to you through face-to-face -face contact so nothing got intercepted. And be safe, okay? Persuasion check. With advantage. Ooh, let me do that. Because he likes uh, us. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Manus did it. Uh, he has to do it. What is my persuasion? <laughs> I uh, get to reroll once. <laughs> and I got a 10. As you explain the situation to him, he looks at you, he's like nodding along, and he's not being disrespectful in his demeanor. But he then sniffs and goes, Hint of blueberry, I see. I'll tell you what, Minus. Huh. You did help us with the bugbear problem many moons ago, and... We have not forgotten as a town. We will heed your words, and I do appreciate you coming to me about this. Um, full, full transparency, we haven't had an issue with Adoram, but I will keep my ear to the ground, and your warning did not fall on deaf ears. Well, I appreciate it. Be safe, because we don't want to have another Dilmore over here. Quite the catastrophe Dilmore was. We saved it. Don't forget that. Inside check. Why inside? I can't do persuasion. Wait, did you just roll? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're all doing it, right? Are we? Yeah, you're rolling an inside check. 12. When he says that, he like raises an eyebrow towards you. Oh, that got your attention? He's like, what are you talking about? Well, everything that went down over there was, oh, goodness. This is the same thing that happened with Kimmy Joe, guys. Yes, we are aware of the, the terrible fire that broke out in the city did burn because of it. Um, because of the Red Dawn, um, sir. We have been hearing of cultist activity along the roads, which has hurt the town a little bit. But never heard of the Red Dawn and uh, the, the Great Dilmore <sighs> fire. Oh, my Armos goodness. Armos, memory thing. Yep. Here's a piece of paper. <laughs> Do your thing. Give it to him. I start pulling... Uh, Should have done this from the beginning. <laughs> as you offer, so you go ahead using code thoughts. Uh, as you offer to him, he actually like shakes his hand and goes, "No, no, thank you." And he steps back from the gate. Mm. Yeah, guys, uh, Drell's already halfway down the hill. Like, I don't know why you guys are still wasting your time. <laughs> Fuck them. Okay. Um, it's getting kind of late. Mrs. and I do have an early morning. I appreciate the warning and the new information and its urgency. Please. Enjoy yourselves for the rest of the night and, and stay safe. Armos, since Drell's gone, he talks to, to Menace. I, I got a, not a good feeling. Yeah, me too. About this. Let's get out of here. You see Menace switching Juniper from the bestest friend column to the best friend column. <laughs> His notebook. <laughs> <laughs> this was a sad day for me, Armos. Mm -hmm. So the three of you head back to the running goblin as... It becomes later, and the rain does begin to pick up, and the weather gets worse outside. And as the three of you go, uh, you pass the the tavern that is having its uh, annual party, and you hear some voices inside, and you do hear a voice that goes, "I'm ready to go to war!" And you, war. as you settle down for the night, <laughs> yes, <laughs> just put that into the episode. <laughs> I like that guy. <laughs> Can I have had more time? Be in there. 
the three of you get a room at the Running Goblin for the night. And as soon as the sun touches the sky, Rudy and Jesslyn are banging at your door to get your stuff. And the three of you go back on the cart to Dillmore. As the shield guard drives the horses, you see that Rudy and Jesslyn are just kind of tired and didn't get the best sleep last night. And they're just like half drowsy and they're leaning on one arm trying to get comfortable in the carriage. And the rain just keeps going. It seems like this uh, storm has, has not passed. You hear the shield guard outside. Dillmore, ETA, two days, one hour, 52 minutes. And begins to drive the carriage. You sit in the carriage for some time and you are on this long road and you do pass another red guard checkpoint. The shield guard offers its papers at that one specific point and then keeps going. Oh, Drell, it's so nice to go through these checkpoints without that stuff in our bag. <laughs> yeah, seriously. The sun begins to set. About 20 hours have passed and the three of you have just been sitting in the car. And then you feel the cart slowing down. Is it time for a rest stop? I'll, I'll get a yoo-hoo and some combos. Blockage in the road. And Rudy and Jesslyn get up and they look out the window. About 100 yards out, there is a destroyed carriage smashed up against some rocks. And there is some wood debris in the road as a result. Oh my goodness. Everybody, we've been through this before, okay? If you hear jazz, just, just be ready. Keep your ears out for some saxophone music, okay? On alert for whimsical jazz music. Good, okay. And Rudy and Jessica look at each other and go, ah, uh, okay. They go, I don't think we need to stop here, but um, we just need to be careful pressing on. Um, it looks like there's a lot of wood in the way. It looks like a, perhaps a merchant cart or a, uh, a noble cart that looks to be destroyed. And as the three of you make your way down the road, this cart looks completely messed up. You see a horse body in between giant boulders and the cart. There is blood that is just puddling in the rain around it. The wheels are completely fallen off and the whole wagon itself looks destroyed. All right, stop the cart. We'll go check this out. Uh, I hop down off the cart, or the carriage rather. Dang, I was really looking forward to some snacks. I don't like this, guys. I was gonna say, it looks like a wreck. We, uh, should check inside? Here, yeah, everybody just, like, you know, be cautious. Let's go slowly about this. Well, I mean, if... Can we, like... Here, I have an idea. You have an idea. What do you got? I was just gonna creep around to the side. You got a better idea? <laughs> yeah, I cast... <laughs> My favorite Don't. spell ever. <laughs> no. <laughs> Armos... <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> I cast darkness on myself and then go and look inside the the cart. I sit down on the ground to feed it. All right, Armos, well, I'll be right here. Let us know what's <laughs> over there. When I have the darkness on myself, I go to the cart to see if uh, there's any survivors still with inside. Yeah, so you go ahead and cast darkness. You see Rudy and Jesslyn who are ready to go with you with their spears out and then as you cast the darkness they go oh, what happened the shield guard on the carriage goes magical darkness has entered the area drill never even got off the cart and he's just standing next he's sitting next to the guy the uh, shield guard 
shock and he goes, yeah, he kind of just does this all the time. It's kind of like this thing. <laughs> so I guess let him figure it out. <laughs> Understood. Armos does darkness all the time. I just yell, don't forget to check for traps. Don't forget to check for traps, Armos. We'll just be here. Okay. Uh, can't see anything right now. Oh, I hit the cart. I go to the front door. You walk over in your darkness as your devil's sight has ignited. Blood is dripping from the door. You look inside as you peek through the window. You see the blood dripping from the door, and you see a bunch of nobles in a massacre. They're all, like, piled on top of each other on the floor of the carriage. And then you hear, and you look to your left and right, and there are four more demons going nuts trying to like bang and get out as these giant gibbling mouths are see you and they instantly bang on the door like boom, 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 as the trunk as they just see a figure standing there and they are now banging against the door throwing their bodies against to it trying to get at you everybody roll me initiative they can see me they can see in magical darkness they can see him oh no 19 i get to re-roll that <laughs> wow Great initiative roll. I got an eight. I got a six. We are going to start at the top of the round as Armos sees these uh, little monstrosities banging up against the window. And Reginald is like, oh, can we keep one this time? Come on. Can we keep one? Armos, can we keep one? No. <laughs> Jarrell, as you hear the commotion of the car, but can't quite see, what are you doing? So, like, I mean, yeah, like, these are kind of like the horse I had uh, <laughs> except they're Clydesdales and I think the other one I had was black and gray uh, so uh, and then uh, he, I think he's like talking to the, the shield guard that just like literally isn't even responding to him he's just looking forward waiting for his next order and I think I'm just gonna just yell is uh, everything okay in there I want to just hold my turn to, um, I guess I can just get off. Like, it, since I heard the commotion, I'll just make my way. I'll, I'll get off and make my way over to Armos. You enter the darkness. Yeah. <laughs> Drell's just officially not even phased by it anymore. And he's just like, it's kind of uh, just something, you know. You know, when you guys had a blank check, that's what you should have asked for. To see in the magical darkness. <laughs> yeah, I need goggles that can see in magical darkness. Right. We're going to go into Initiative 9, which are these demons throwing their body at the door. And as they throw their body, you hear boom, 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 boom. As the four more demons burst out of the door, two of them are going to attack you, Armos, and the other two are going to attack Sweet. Drell with a 15 and a 14. Two of them jump and they begin to gnaw on your body as they make massive bites. You're going to take 28 points of piercing damage as they are biting into you. I need you to roll me a constitution saving check as there's acidic-like saliva burns you. 19. Okay? So as they're gnawing on you, like, you feel the saliva almost, like, getting onto you, but you're able to, like, knock off, uh, knock them off. They are not latching onto you. The other two are going to attack Drell. Ooh, with a 14 and a 8. Those two are going to miss as they just launch past you as you sidestep out of the way. Oh, fuck. I hope these aren't more rust bugs. I just got this armor. <laughs> as I can't obviously see what's happening. 
<laughs> oh, oh, drill, drill. Watch out, watch out. Step over to the side. Yeah. Now try to catch one. Is the, is the darkness still up or did... The darkness is still up. Yeah. You're kind of like... Uh, Red Shield is giving you call outs okay. in the darkness to try to help you out. That's how you're able to dodge out of the way. We're going to move to initiative eight minutes. You guys good in there? Uh, should I do something or like <laughs> I got my sling ready? I'm looking at Sid. Uh, should I just like throw stuff? I'm just going to throw stuff. Just go look out. Okay. I just launched sling bullets into the... <laughs> Into the darkness. Menace, I swear to God, if you hit me, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> Roll with disadvantage. Yep. Uh, 19 and uh, 19 and 17. With the grace of Melora, you managed to hit two of them. Go ahead and roll for damage. As the what? two that try to bite Drell, uh, you go flink, flink, and four of these sling bullets hit two of them each. Uh, so the first one's 11 and the next one is 12. And uh, I guess that ends my turn. I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna chill. <laughs> As these uh, two maw demons I hit get hurt, the two that are attacking Armos uh, appear healthy. As we go to initiative six, Armos staring down the two maw demons that just bit you. What are you doing? Okay, well, I stop with darkness since that's not working. Darkness drops and you see these maw demons nibbling at Armos and trying to snatch at Drell. Oh, what the fuck? Ah! Oh my god! What <laughs> <laughs> oh, is so cute and adorable! Look, this one has half the face from the dead person inside. Armos says to himself, I should have done this in the first place. And I cast Burning Hands. Okay, yeah, absolutely. They have to make a dexterity of 16 saving throw. They fail. Sweet. They take 22 damage. <laughs> All four of them drop. <laughs> As they burn, it, burn to a crisp. All four? All four. Rudy and Jessalyn are like... Oh. I'm just picturing it from their point point of view. Darkness, they hear all these noises, pebbles go in, and then the darkness goes away. They see these demons, and then they just poof, immediately die. <laughs> you see that the guards are on the ready. They have their spears as the four maw demons are burnt to a crisp. Are they ash or are they just burnt? They're burnt. All right. I take one of them and I throw them on the, on the cart. We may have to prove that this is uh, this is happening to the next town over. Oh, that's a good point. And I kick one of them. And it just rolls over. All gross splatters. Oh, oh, my goodness. So what's going on in this cart? Oh, my God. You look inside the cart, and it's just a bunch of, like, there's just a bunch of nobles in there. They're oh, just no. hopped and grotesquely decomposed. They look eaten. It looks like the Maw Demons had their fun in there for a little while. Go ahead and make me an investigation check. 12. I'm rolling pretty poorly today. Nine. I have a five. Wow. Let's go. Wow. Wow, <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Not our best showing. The three of you don't find anything of note. I look again. It just no, looks like bloody <laughs> mess inside. It looks horrible. Um, the bodies don't look recognizable as a majority of their fate. Like, nothing is intact to bring back to be like, hey, your loved one has passed. These are. That's what I was trying to find. You don't find any identification. I use my cantrip firebolt to burn the other three bodies that weren't on the cart, just to make sure that they're 
good in ash at this point. Yeah, so you go ahead and ignite the three bodies with your fireball, and sure enough, you are convinced that they're dead. Awesome. Really? It's like kicking a dog. <laughs> You're a mean guy. You get to have pets, but I can't have one. Hey, you got a friend now on the cart. You go, go say hi to him. He's dead. Uh, I mean, what? Uh, okay. There's a difference between, wanna... between being dead and dead inside. Almost. You know, I'll, maybe I'll work on it. We'll see if we can get maybe the next one. Maybe the next oh, yeah, one. That's what you said last time. That's what you said last time. It's pretty sad what happened. Are there like, or is there like a rose bush around? No, it's just, it's just like trees on the side. Go ahead and make me a nature check. I'm trying to look for something to lay there. Oh my goodness. What's my nature? <laughs> Six. You don't find anything out of the ordinary. You maybe find a couple of berries. It's a pretty scarce road. It's just like trees that are overhanging the road. Ah, I don't have any inspiration die. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I look. I look for some nice flowers to to put around and uh, get sad. Kick some rocks. <laughs> I see Minus stressing over this, knowing that we need to get moving. Thunder cracks in the sky. Um, we should probably get moving. Can't you see we're in the middle of something? We're trying. We're trying to give him like evil. We're also in the middle of the road in a in a storm, and being next to dead bodies is not where we oh. want to be. Just wait a second. I put a branch. I put a branch down. Yeah, I was gonna give uh, Menace. Hey, you don't need flowers, and I give him a couple sticks for him to fasten into some kind of symbol or something. I make a little religious symbol for Melora and put it by the site. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry that this is how you went. Alright, let's go guys. Let's get on the road. Man, I thought it was going to be a little more heartfelt there, guys. Sorry. Uh, that was a little uh, underwhelming. But the rain picks up as thunder cracks the skies. <laughs> lightning flashes around you. Alright, let's go, 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 go. <laughs> me, me. I hate the rain. I hate it. And the three of you get back on the cart, and the uh, shield guard picks up the reins and continues forward, safely getting around the cart. The three of you look at it, and now the five of you are inside the cart, just looking at this dead body, this dead charred maw demon. Is there a reason why we had to bring that along? It kind of smells. You know, you guys ask a lot of questions, but yes, uh, seems everywhere we go, we keep finding these. No one believes us insurance understood loud and clear a few hours pass as you continue down the road it is still in the middle of the night and because of the storm they have not got set aside to make as a couple of hours pass everyone make me a perception check five 18 13 almost with an 18 as you look out the window as the storm rages on the torches on the outside of the carriage barely illuminate your surroundings. Every time the lightning flashes is when you can get good eyes on your environment. And you look out the window, you see as the lightning flashes, there is a figure with a heavy cloak on off to the side of the cart, riding a massive black direwolf, holding a stick of dynamite and lights the fuse using like a, a flame cantrip and is looking at you through the dark hood, and that is where we're gonna end today's session. Oh, what the fuck? Bruh, what? Uh. I, counter, I counterspell, I counterspell his flame cantrip. I counterspell it. Counter I wake up from my nap. I wake up from my nap. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one of the coolest endings of an episode, I think. Yeah, I like it. Say. I like the cliffhanger. Cool visual. 
Uh, yeah, it's gonna be a cool next session for sure that we're about to get into, I'll tell you that. I feel like everyone's on holiday, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I feel like... Yeah, I was fucking pissed that we went to Gilo and no one was there. Yeah, it's such yeah. a bummer. We definitely got good info, regardless. I feel like there's some plots that are could have been ruined if certain people would have been there, but that was my thoughts. <laughs> Someone's trying to speed run the campaign, seems like. <laughs> I was about to say, Juniper was about to get some, he was giving me some sass, and I didn't like it. All right. You've been waiting for it. Uh, we're going to go into detail about this in the after show, but I am going to open up the package. We received a package from Gage. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is pokey.pokey.mage18 on Instagram. They sent us a package to our P.O. box. Freshly opened. Mm-hmm. First fan mail. First ever fan mail. Super appreciative of it. Mm-hmm. This is super cool. And uh, I think I know what they sent us. But yeah, oh my goodness. They sent us Pokemon cards. <laughs> they, they sent us each Pokemon cards. And we're going to talk about what those were in the after show. But we wanted to say, uh, Gage, thank you so much for sending these. Uh, we talked a little bit on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, so we did know... They were going to be related to this, but we don't know exactly what they are. Uh, and this is one of the coolest. Yeah, honestly. Gifts ever. Thank you thank so much. And the letter too, 10 out of 10. So I, I do want to say one thing uh, as Dan looks through the uh, through through the mail here. So Gage sent uh, each of us one. We got some of them, but we had a little issue with the P.O. box completely on our side. So it took way longer to clear that up, but because some of it got lost in the mail, but once we cleared it up, we're just so happy to get it. And we appreciate his patience. Cause he's been, you know, he's been wondering like, Hey, did you get the mail yet? Be like, I'm sorry. We're still trying to get, um, we're still missing like two of them. And we had to clear up the issue, but yeah. we managed to clear it. We managed to clean it up and it was just, uh, an amazing thing to receive. So thank you. Uh, I opened mine prematurely, How dare you. Uh, but it was really, really dope. It was really dope. This <laughs> man, we're going to talk about that in the after show. All right. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Say bye, everybody. <laughs> bye. Goodbye. See you later. And now it's time for the Patreon shout out, starting with the blood shard bandits. Benjamin Hayes screams into the mechanical void. In order to save Benjamin's life, artificers and doctors turned him into a warforged. But something dark lies within his optics. For a successful integration to take place, he must make a dark pact. What comes next will be dreaded. And next is Dylan Snyder. Songs of Reese have been floating around like a melody in my head as his tunes are ranking top of the charts in Humbrea. Although summer is around the corner, these songs will make you fall for him. <laughs> Julius Kendrick has been lurking in the darkest parts of Humbrea. Wherever he goes, the shadows of night grow darker, while the moonlight somehow glows brighter. The plot thickens, and so does his need for revenge. And there are still no updates on our final bloodshard bandit, Reigns. Reigns is still missing- <laughs> Oh, oh, that cannot be good. Anyways, let's move on to the Sidgwick College alumni. Andrew Hall has just made it onto the Dean's List for the most improved student this semester. 
earning his Spelternity some free lunch coupons at the rec hall. With advanced illusion classes over, Andrew has moved on to his abjuration classes. Artemis is traveling back to the Sigic College with Kemi Joe after turning in a new project to Lord Baron's Divider. He is eager to return Kemi Joe's book to the library as long overdue late fees keep him up at night. Patrick Wennerstrom. Patrick is currently shrouded by mystery as he travels around Humbrea. What lurks beneath that dark cloak of his? No one approaches Patrick out of uncertainty. Will you be met with words or blade? Robit Crisp is next. With financial support from the Alpha Beaker Phi grant, Robit now has everything he needs to research baguette movement theory. Only he has stumbled upon something troubling. It seems the baguette used in testing contains a tiny civilization within its crumbs. And Saint Chaos. With Artemis traveling, Saint Chaos has been up to less good than ever. In fact, the pranks have gotten so out of hand, without Artemis there, that the student union has issued Saint Chaos 120 demerits, 40 citations, 8 violations, 2 written warnings, and 2 verbal warnings, all landing Saint Chaos in a world of hurt. That's right, a disciplinary review requesting Sir Chaos expulsion has been left on Artemis' desk. When he returns, a desagulation is sure to follow. And last but not least of the Sigic College alumni is Warden. Famous food critic, Warden is making his name known in Humbrea while trying the best food spots around South Trillis. The last spot Warden visited was Novo's food cart that earned 5 stars. It was promptly knocked down to 4 stars, however, after Novo kept complaining that Warden would not give him 6 stars. But let's move on to Humbrea's heroes. Abdul Rahman Rafia, newest denizen of Dilmore, currently setting up a new potion shop as the town's last alchemist shop seemed to have closed its doors. Alex Judge Dredd is ready for battle, but has no enemies left. Angel the Ranger has recently stumbled on a litter of baby displacer beasts. How cute. Naturally, she adopted them. Anthony Pizza, aka Sly, is slinging his rogue talents around Aramore City. Sly is known for getting information by any means necessary. Alardon Star is missing? Not because she's in danger, but rather she is training hard under a waterfall that flows upwards. Nefarious Ducarius is a mercenary who has earned a name for himself, the Naked Dragon Slayer. I don't know what it means, but rumors of why are beginning to float around fast. Man with Glass has been murdered, allegedly, although a note was found near the crime scene reading, Ain't letting no stone break me. Michael Sekarak is a mysterious adventurer who has just arrived in Humbrea. No one knows yet if he is friendly or dangerous. Sergio Rodriguez has been MIA for a while, however, his tabs are still being paid on time. Trusting, yet mysterious. Terminal No Name has discovered a new Rocket Boot League skill that has given him the advantage on kickoffs. He calls it a haste flip. And that's all for this month's Patreon shoutouts. If you'd like to hear your name read here in a custom shoutout, then head on over to patreon.com slash dnd404 to subscribe today.